Hey team, it's Mon, and this is How's Your Head, an extension of the health classes you missed where I check in with everyday people and ask that very simple question, how's your head? We'll open up the conversation, break down the stigma, and inspire you to check in with the people that you care about. Let's go. A quick disclaimer here, guys, no one in these episodes is a mental health professional. If you are struggling with your mental health, please contact Lifeline on 131114 today or seek help from your local GP or other mental health professional. Look after yourselves. Hi, everyone. Today is... It's great. Today's great. I am dishevelled. If you're watching this on YouTube, you're going to look at this and say, wow, Mon, What's bloody happened to you? This is not the normal way I start the How's Your Head episodes, but I'm very excited and we're a bit more relaxed. Why are we more relaxed? Because we have a guest for the second time. The first one, Meg. <gasps> Welcome. Am I the first, second one? You're the first, second time. Wow. I know. How I'm amazing. deeply privileged for that. You should. You should. But oh, I know, you. you know, you're my favourite. So. I already knew that. Don't so tell that's... the others. Okay. Um, okay. I'm really excited, but I have, in all honesty... I've been here all day. Mm-hmm. Been twerking. Just yeah. been twerking at the studio. No big deal. No big no deal. No big deal. Mm-hmm. But I just have felt quite rushed, you know. There's so nothing worse, really. This is just a chat where we sit down and talk about mental health. Yay. Meg, <laughs> you've been through this before. I have. You've done it already. I actually mm-hmm. should have looked at what I named your episode. <gasps> is becoming a is becoming a no person just being 25? That was the first Great one. Great memory, Mon. I know. I know. Thanks. All I remember from the first episode is that you called me the day after we found Myla after she'd run away. Right. I keep I really kind like of getting you in vulnerable moments. Traumatized. Yeah. I'm so sorry about that. Me just like something went wrong with you. Great. You want to come like, on my podcast? You're a great interviewee. <laughs> no, Meg, how's your head? Um, It's good, I would say. Okay. I know that's what everyone says. Yeah, it's when just they like say, the automatic answer, isn't it? Which is the worst answer. But as you would know, I would say it's it's so so. I have a pretty good, consistent head most of the time. But mm. I would say I'm a real victim of the winter blues at the moment. Seasonal depression. A, yeah, I've got a hardcore case of seasonal depression. Yeah. And it's one yeah. of those like, is it the winter? Is it something else? But I don't know. I'm fine, you know. I'm fine. Surviving, thriving, <laughs> you know me. But no, it's I'm doing well. Good. Yeah. I'm glad to hear that because I feel like recently we've, I mean, we speak all the time, but yes. we spoke recently <laughs> Yes. and you were kind of saying, geez, I just feel like I'm stuck in a bit of a rut, like mm. I'm feeling a bit stagnant. Yeah. And I feel like the weather, which it just, it sounds silly, doesn't it? Like the weather just affects our mood yeah. so bloody much. Well, yeah, it's one of those, like, I don't know whether I'm just using the weather as a cop-out and I'm like, it's because of winter. But then, you know, it does affect your mood as well. Like, you know, you go to work in the dark, you come home in the dark, everything you do is in the dark. Mm. You end up, like, being in artificial light constantly. So then yeah. you finally see some sunlight and you're like, oh, my gosh, revive me. Well, we're basically, like, really, what's that thing, like, complex houseplants? Yeah. Like, we're spending too much time inside. I'm just trying to photosynthesise and I'm struggling. <laughs> Give me some natural sunlight, please. Well, that would be, like, I mean, you work in an office a lot of the time, not all of the time, Not right? all the time, no. But a lot of the time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you start very, very early. What do you yeah. do for work? Tell me. Um, So I have a, I don't know, I guess a sort of strange project title, but I am a pre-construction project manager in commercial building. Yes. Wow. 
It's a yes. big title. It is. It's long, but you can't really say project manager because anyone works in construction would be like, well, you're not. So I'm kind of <laughs> a half. Claim it. I'm like a 50% project manager. Okay. I manage projects, but only in pre-construction. Yep. So anyone who's a tradie or something, like, I'm like, mm-hmm, people, beep, beep, beep. like, what the hell does that mean? Exactly. I mean, we talk about your job a lot, right? Yes. It's so funny because every time, for those of you who don't know, I should mm. start with this. My partner, Stratos, yes. and Meg's partner, Callum, mm-hmm. are lifelong best friends. Yes, they are. Meg and I are longer lifelong best friends. You so just took the word out of my mouth. I was about to say we are longer lifelong Longer lifelong, lifelong best, best friends. friends. But how good's that? Everyone wants that. You know, everyone wants this situation (laughs) where your partner's best friend dates your best friend and you're all in this little love bubble together. And that's what we are. We're in a love bubble. It's It's so nice. Delicate little bubble, but it's there. But it's there. It's the dream. Anyway, what I was going to say is we all catch up for dinner and stuff quite a lot. We do. We all hang out, Mm -hmm. of course. And there has been so many times where we've been sitting around a table (laughs) and you guys are like, oh, basements, hammer, hammer, nail, nail. And I'm like. That's literally what we talk about. Like, I have no idea what's going on. Contract. This. Serious. Flood. And I'm like, whoa. Yeah, that's pretty much (laughs) it. So today I clicked some buttons and I yelled at a kid. Yeah, but to be fair, my job isn't far different to that. I pretty much just <laughs> press buttons and yell at adults that behave like children. So I don't really know if there's much uh, of so a difference. There's no difference. All right, let's get back on the mental yes. health train. Things you do for your mental health. Go. Um, I do a lot. I've had to become quite mindful, I guess, of treating my mental health because it turns out it's quite delicate these days. <laughs> yeah. Um, but as you said, I get up quite early anyway. So I've tried to get in a really good routine of exercising before work because I work quite a long day. So as you would know, I work usually seven till five, seven till six most days. Crazy. And I don't really get a break in most of my days. I eat my lunch at my desk, etc., etc. So I've been getting up nice and early usually, which is truly at the definition of crack of dawn at like four o'clock. We either walk the dogs or I work out downstairs. So that's been a really nice change. I think I sometimes excuse myself and I let myself sleep in. And then I try to do it after work and it's never as good. So Mm. that's been really good to make myself feel like I've really seized the day by the end of the day. Yeah. So that's something I do probably religiously at this point in time. That is 4am, like 4am. That's a real time. early. Yeah, it is. That's not the 5am club. That's the 4am club. Yeah, it's your 4 to seven before my seven to six it's like my five to nine um so, i do love that though the mm. exercising early and getting up and getting out there yeah and i think it's nice like me and cal my boyfriend we've spoken about this as well so we both work in the same industry and we both are project managers per se and we found that after work when we were trying to talk about work we would both be so frustrated and we'd both get so tired of talking about work that we wouldn't really listen to each other. And so it's been really good for us and our relationship that we get to talk about work before work and we're usually really positive about it rather than it was really negative after work. And it was almost like we would bicker with each other about work for no reason. So it's been that's been something I've noticed has been a really good like positive change from getting up early. That's really nice. Mm. That's nice because then it's it's obviously helping your mental health, but then Mm. it's also helping your relationship and the communication there and twofold it's more than just Sorry, just the and the exercise physically as well exactly the dogs love it the dogs are getting out at 4 a.m bloody a, hell a i don't even win. know if they would get up i think my dog would be like Pfft. yeah alfie's so so about the 4 a.m start but myla our kelpie she yeah. is like 
I am here for this. She is here for everything. That dog. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, what time do you go to sleep? Uh, it has gotten earlier and earlier. Yeah, as I was going to say, well, 4 a.m. Aggressively get older. Um, <laughs> but usually between 8.30 and 9, I used to be a 10.30, 11 sort of gal until I got in a relationship with Cal. And then he told me that it was actually really um, bad for you to get like four or five hours sleep every night, turns out. Four or five? Is that all you were getting? Well, I was going to sleep, say, at like 10.30 or 11-ish, sometimes even later. And then I was getting up between like four and five and getting ready to go to work. Jesus. I wouldn't I wouldn't say that I was thriving. So now I'm really like mindful, 8.30 or 9, I go to sleep. Wow. And That's if, good though. And as you know about me. I'm like head on the pillow coma. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Me and Meg, we used to have sleepovers. Obviously, when I mean, used to. We still still do. <laughs> still have them sometimes. That's okay. Um, but like I remember specifically when we were young, and I'd be like, oh, blah 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 blah, mm. like talking in the dark, and literally three seconds later, Meg's like, yeah, <laughs> I'm not one to get up what for a midnight hell? snack because I'm sleeping. No, and you literally couldn't wake you up. Like if you're asleep, done. It's, Done until 4 a.m. It's still the same now. We went and saw Indiana Jones, the new one, on Friday night. And mm. I couldn't tell you how it ended because I was comatose Yeah, in the were cinema. you snoring? No, Cal said I, was, I didn't actually snore. Because you're a big snorer. Massive snorer. You're a snoring girl. Yeah. I yes, mean, I am. That's good, though. I'm glad that you're, uh, you're sleeping a bit more. I swear to God, I get less than, I want to say eight, but I'd say seven now. I've been like, I've been going seven to eight. See, that's good. That's really good, actually. That's, yeah, but even, like, any less than that and I feel like I'm actually dead. Yeah. Like, yeah. I can't function. Yeah, I don't know what it is. It's just there's a, I don't know, deep Sometimes sadistic have a nap as well. part of me that just thrives off no sleep. <laughs> Some people are genuinely like that, though. They talk about mm. that with, like, all these people who have, you know, like, done this and done that and, oh, you don't need that much sleep. You can go three hours and then like you can David be Goggins. productive the rest of the day. And it's like, <laughs> what the hell? I wouldn't say three. I'd probably be a real maniac if I was on three hours sleep. I just, yeah. I mean, that's like, I've spoken to Shay about this so mm. much, obviously, as oh, a yeah. parent. My sister's a parent. Mm. And I'm like, I think about when and if I have a child, mm. I'm not going to be able to, I'm not going to wake up. Yeah, but don't they do the whole like sleep and the baby sleep sort of thing? But like, I'm just, it's going to cry and I'm going to be like, well, I'm not going to get up. <laughs> anyway, sorry to my future kid, but you, yeah, you're on your own, mate. You are on your own. over to Mon's house to save that child. Speaking of young people and babies, oh. well, not really babies, but young people, this is one of my favourite questions to ask. Mm. Advice for your younger self, and I'm interested to hear what yours is. Mm. I feel like I could almost pick it. I'm not going to, but I, oh. I feel like I could. Okay. Well, <laughs> I thought about this long and hard as... You can see I did my note taking today at work because yeah, I, I was that. deeply stressed about the questions you were going to answer. Ask me, sorry. Yeah. Because last time we just did it over the phone and I just had to ad hoc everything. I it was said. really rogue and you did a really good job. Like when I was calling people, I did not send any questions. Yeah, like now for interviews, all transparency here, mm. I often send some general questions just mm. so people can prepare. Of course, that's so nice of me, right? I'm not just going to bring you in. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so yeah, had, you did a really good job. I had to think long and hard about this at work today. Okay. So as you know, when I was 18, I moved overseas. Yeah. And I was like freshly 18 at the time because I was one of those people that graduated when I was 17. So I really just took the dive. So I tried to think about what would I have said to myself back then. But there wasn't actually much that I didn't like about myself when I was 18. Like I was I'm very confident, very independent. And I have been for a long time, I think. But I think what I didn't take advantage of, and now that I look back on it, was how nice it was to not have responsibility. Yes. And I think 
I almost took myself a little bit too seriously sometimes. Like I was away like on and off, but predominantly for say four or five years, all pre-COVID. And I think I didn't enjoy how good it was. It's the whole, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty vision, et cetera, et cetera. But I don't think I really relished in the whole travelling and not having like a job and a house. And I had a job, but less serious and animals and all of the responsibilities that come with it. So I think I'd say don't take yourself so seriously. Enjoy not having the responsibility of life and just like relish travelling while you can. While you can, yeah, especially because good old COVID came out. and Was that the reason you came home? Yes. Okay, well, I'm was. not that mad about that. No, and we've talked about this before because everyone yeah. talks about the pandemic and, oh, my gosh, COVID was the worst thing ever and all of these horrible things that came out of it, which there was. Mm. But I look at how much it pivoted my life because I was living in Boston at the time and I was very much planning to settle in either America or Canada yeah. at the time. And I was very much establishing my life over there. And then I got scared because of COVID and I came home. And I, now I've gotten myself a job and I've had the same job since I came home and I get to see you every day. And I well, met my boyfriend and, you know, things happen. But COVID was a very positive thing for me. So, Well, you and Cal really clicked in COVID. That we that, did. That's what really brought you together because me and Stratos would pretend, or Stratos and I, sorry, would pretend <laughs> that... You were his bubble buddy, Cal was mine, and if the police came to the door, me and Stratus were just housemates, right? Correct. Which they were never going to bloody come to the door, but like that was our. But we were paranoid at the time, and we were paranoid. But we would hang out together a lot, just us four. That we did, and then you couldn't go home because of curfew, so you'd have to have a bloody sleepover at my house. And my (laughs) goodness, it's almost as if. Someone planned it like it was that. I orchestrated. Don't know. I don't know. Anyway, worked <laughs> out. I like that though. Um, talking about how at eighteen you were quite confident and sure of yourself, and there's almost like, you know, a lot of people do think back to themselves and go, "Oh, I was like so cringe, or I mm. wish I didn't do this." And you know, I'm sure that's just like a normal part of yeah. growing up. But I think we we think about being a teenager and being like, "Yeah, like that's when you do this and do that and make mistakes." But that wasn't it for me either. I no. would say the same. When I was 18 and stuff, I was very confident. Mm-hmm. I knew what I was doing. I was just mm-hmm. roaming around, not a care in the world. Yep. So when I hit 20, oh, we saw a little Ooh, dip. Yeah. We saw a little dip. And yeah. I think <laughs> that's because you get all those responses. Like, we don't talk about the early 20s enough, right? No. As this massive time. Yeah. For change of everything. Absolutely. Everything. Absolutely. And as a 26-year-old... <laughs> Arguably, what, late 20s? Mid to late? One would say mid to late. I'm, I'm still teetering. Mid just so I can hold on to yeah, that. Yeah, I'm still teetering on mid. I'd like you're... to say early to mid, but unfortunately, no, I you're hit mid. the mid. You're there. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's all right. That's all right. It is a good time. Honestly, yeah. it's better than my early 20s, to be honest. Yeah. I feel like you go through this thing where you're like a teenager, you figure it out, and you're at school and you're yeah. in that environment, and you're like, oh, yep, by year 12, you're like, got my mates, yep. doing this, doing that. Then you all just separate. Yeah. And then you hit like 2021 20, and you're like, whoa, what am I yeah. doing with my life? Totally. Where am I going? Maybe you're at uni and you're like, do I even like this degree? <laughs> like, what's going on? And then I feel like you get to like our age again. You're like, oh, the dip is kind of subsiding. Exactly. And now we're back to like actually figuring out adulthood a little bit and getting oh, the responsibilities. Totally. And yeah. those responsibilities are like a big slap in the face. Like, Ooh, I was they? even, I look back at my early 20s and I was like in the depths of working overseas and I just used to book flights and visas and I was just so fleeting and I lived out of a suitcase and 
Now I look at that and I'm like, damn, like the biggest stress I had in my life at the time was worrying about where my next flight was to and if I could get a visa to that location. Yeah. And that was like the dream. Like I am looking back on that now. I'm like, wow, I don't have a care in the world back then. And now I'm a grown up <laughs> with a big girl job and it's terrifying. I have to ask for leave. I know. I just jet off whenever I want. I know. And people rely on me, which is so stressful. That is strange, isn't it? I know. It is strange thinking that. Mm. Like, wow, people actually really like need me at my job. Because when you're a casual worker, yeah. you're like, I'm going to take the day off and it won't matter. No Get someone cares. in. Someone can cover my shift. Oh, uh, yeah. But like. No, it's nah. none of that in a big girl job, unfortunately. Yeah, because you, you know what you know. I know. And that's what's scary, right? Like I think, mm. but not to deviate here, but I severely had imposter syndrome for like the first two years of my job. And I yeah. have only been at my job for two and a half years. So I'm still just like just coming out of the hole. Maybe I'm actually qualified for what I do for work. Yeah. But I feel like, did you feel like that because you did go, which this is a theme in these episodes. You mm. went into a, a place of work without any background or qualification. Mm. And you, you talk about climbing the bloody ladder. You climbed that ladder. <laughs> Can you please tell the listeners that story because I feel like that is so inspirational what you did. Sure. So I came home from COVID um, unemployed. I was a nanny in the States and I lived with the family that I nannied for. Came home, was living with mum at the time, hated that. So I just moved out with my younger sister, Ruby, and my dad at the time, who also works for our company, he's a subcontractor for us. Sorry, that sounds funny, your dad at the time. <laughs> Sorry, dad's still at the time. He's, he's still your dad. Still my dad. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, he I get what you're was working on a project out in Carlton and I was desperate for a job. Oh, I was desperate for something to do, not necessarily a job. And probably not so greatly. I don't know if I should really be exposing myself here, but I was living off the government payments at the time because I wasn't getting paid for my job. So technically I was seeking a job. And I worked on site for about nine months, just as what anyone would call like a coordinator or an assistant per se. I just printed drawings and managed people's questions for the most part. And then the director of my company, we have three, he used to come out to site a lot and check in on the site. And after probably like, yeah, nine months or so, he was like, do you want to come work in the office? So I came and started working in sort of like a junior, I don't know, assistant role, I guess you could say. And then it sort of just progressed from there. Like I worked under someone for a few months. He probably worked with me for six months, did a little bit of a handover because he was really managing like bits and pieces of what I do now. Um, and then I've sort of just like stepped up from there. So I worked directly under two of my directors um, as like a 2IC I don't know what you would really call it, but I just manage, I guess, everything from like contract negotiations, starting the jobs up, constructing basements. So I've kind of just progressively moved up in the company, but I work, yeah, under the directors now. Yeah. So you work under the directors. Do you mind if I say where you work? No, not at all. Of Hamilton Marina, which is like yes. a huge company. Yeah. Like we're... worth some dollar bills. Yeah. Right. Possibly. So it's not like you've just like <laughs> climbed up. Oh, hello. Nice to meet you. Yeah. Now I work... Like, it's not like you're working in some just really, I don't know how to, I don't, I just need to emphasize how big it is that you've just been able to go, zoom. especially, sorry, let's point this out as a lady. Yes. Because it's a very male dominated industry. It is. And you are completely irreplaceable. Well, I would want to think so, but. It's, just say so you know so. 
Just so you know. So. You're always replaceable, Monica. Mm, I don't know. But I'm going to call you boss and ask, and I reckon he'll say, not a bloody chance. <laughs> no, it's funny. I, I believe me, I have, like, had severe imposter syndrome since I started working there. Like, at the start, I was very new and I knew nothing, and I was very much thrown in the deep end. And I credit the director that I work under predominantly the most. He has taught me pretty much every single thing I know. So I'm very grateful for that. But it has been a really, like... It's been a really, like, pivotal, I guess, moment for myself. I've had to almost learn to give myself credit because it's not the other people that have done it for me. It's me that's done it for me. But it t- it took a really long time to actually f- realise that maybe it wasn't always other people giving it to me. Maybe I had actually earned it. Yeah, like you've worked really hard to get where you are and you actually mm. deserve to be where you are. Yes. I know. I think that's a big thing with imposter syndrome that is interesting. It's like you don't think... I mean, you, you feel like you're you're not deserving to be where you are, but then mm. also you're not deserving of what you get as a result. Yes. I definitely felt like that coming in here. Yeah, exactly. Because it was like, well, the only reason that I'm in here is because Darcy knows me and I know Darcy and that's it. But it's like, well, if my podcast sucked, I'm pretty sure Darcy wouldn't have messaged me. Correct. <laughs> you know, and then it's like, oh, now I work here a day and it's like, oh. Well, that's just because I'm here and it's easy. But it's like, well, but no. it's not, though. Surely not. But that's not. like anything, though, right? <laughs> I mean, maybe that too, right? Like, I'm already Possibly. in here. But it is, it's like, no, it's because you're actually all right at the things that you do. And Correct. you should own that. And it does help mm. knowing people and having those connections and having Which those networks. is exactly what I was about to say. Yep. It's all about who you know. Oh, isn't it? Mm. They always say that. I remember being young and people being like, yeah, it's who you know, it's who you know. And I was like, I don't really get it like surely mm. if you just work on you'll get it. which for a lot of people yes yeah but bloody hell networking is just oh it's everything. it's everything it is literally everything it's funny it was I actually had to think about this very differently the other day it's very similar right so when I first started my dad has been in the industry for a very long time so everyone always referred to me as Marty's daughter at work yeah. and everyone I talked to I'd say oh hi I got your number off Marty Hardwick you know blah 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 and it was always that everyone always referred to me, oh, Meg's Marty's daughter, Meg's Marty's daughter. And then the other day I had like one of those full circle moments where someone was speaking to dad and at work as well and said, oh, you're Meg's dad. Yes. And it was one of those moments where I was like, <laughs> you just look at him, you're like, mm-hmm. And he was like, it was the first time someone had been like, you're Meg's dad. It's not, oh, Meg's your daughter. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, you're like, that's you it. That, Marty. That's it, Marty. Take a deep Read breath and, and let that sink in. <laughs> <laughs> no, we do love you, Martin. We do love you. We do. You're an we absolute do. legend. Thank you for my job. <laughs> so on that, relationships you're grateful for. Give yes. me some. This is an, an easy one for me by far. So first and foremost to my family. As you yep. know, I have three sisters and my lovely mother and father and we have a very, very close-knit family. Yes. Um, almost beyond what a normal family would call. Like we, <laughs> I talk to my sisters more than I would talk to anyone, including my boyfriend and you. <laughs> Genuinely. So I'm very grateful for them. They're a great support network. Um, they come with their own dramas, but they're great and I love them all very much. Don't we all? Don't we all? Mm. Um, and, of course, you. Thanks, Doug. We've talked about this all the time, but how grateful we are that COVID brought me here because we've always been friends. We have been friends for now 20-something years. Three. 
23. 23 years. That's a long time. It's a long time. Yeah. But when I lived overseas and you were traveling as well, we were very much like a couple, you know, classic friendship every six months. We'd like check in and be like, hey, how are you? Are you alive? And now you don't reply to my text in like 37 minutes and I get anxiety. I'm like, <laughs> she hates me. You double text me all the time. No, I double text you because you don't <laughs> respond to me. Let's just keep that real clear, Monica. I'm like, she's so needy. <laughs> I'll text Monica and be like, hey, how are you? Checking in to make sure you're okay. And then the next day I'll be like, Hi, Meg. It's good hearing from you. <laughs> no, okay. In my defence, <laughs> if you message me between business hours, I will not respond. I won't respond. If I'm at school, I definitely won't respond. Like someone is in the office at all times. If business hours are 12 to 12, then I'll classify that as <laughs> just a no, preface. No, don't do that because this is the whole premise of the podcast is checking in. Maybe that's why I started this so I didn't have to text anyone and I can just, hello. Maybe. I'm doing my bit. Here we are. But anyways, deviating from it, I'm very grateful for our friendship because, as I didn't really touch on, but I didn't have a very close-knit friendship group when I was in high school. I had good friends. Yeah. And then I went away and it sort of just dissipated all those close relationships I had. So then I came back and I was sort of like in a no-man's land where everyone had kept friends and went to uni and made more friends and I just, all my friends were overseas. Mm. But you've always been here. Here I am. And you really just slotted back in. I was just waiting. It's like, whenever you're ready, Meg. Exactly. <laughs> no, I think that's really beautiful because I mm. think there are, and I'm sure a lot of people will be able to relate to this, right? Having that friend that it doesn't matter if they live across the other side of the world and mm-hmm. you don't see them for four years. Like as soon as you see them, you're just like, yep, hi. Back to and normal. like that is literally me and you, which is- 100%. That's insane. And maybe some people don't get that in their lives and that's, I know. you know, that makes it even, you know, or makes me even more grateful for- Exactly. And much the same with you. Mm. And then Cal would kill me if I didn't say I'm (laughs) grateful for him. I'm just going to throw that in there. I'm very grateful for Cal. He's like, we are the oddest duo in terms of compatibility. Like polar opposite, I I would say. anyone could admit that we are truly polar opposites. So much so that when you started seeing each other during COVID, (laughs) I was so happy about it and Stratos was so stressed. My partner, he was saying, it's never going to work because they're so (laughs) different. How will it ever work? And I was like, just let it happen. Anyway, I was right. He was wrong. Just putting that on the record. Exactly. And And it's all worked out for the best, but we very much are opposites. But Cal is a great, great support to me because, as I have sort of alluded to, I have had, I guess, mental struggles in my time, as anyone would. Not anything major. I have, you know, the classic, just general anxiety, et cetera. But he's very good at reassuring me and listening to my woes and dealing with my family drama. And he's just a good solid. Yeah, we love, love you, Cal. Him. Love you, Cal. Love you, Cal. And Tell your boyfriend that you love him today. Yeah. Tell your best friend's Tell your best friend's boyfriend that you love him. Tell your best friend's boyfriend that you love him today. Or if it works, your boyfriend's best friend as well. True. Beep boop. Beep boop. All right. A time could be recent. Mm. Maybe not. I don't know. When you were really proud of yourself. I think I've kind of already touched on this. I had Mm -hmm. to think about this quite hard actually. But I think the one thing I'm like really am proud of myself for is my progression in my career. Yeah. So I, I kind of already run over all of this, so we don't really need to get into it too much. But I, as you sort of said, I've come with a lot of challenges in the industry that I'm in. I was young. I have no university education whatsoever. I had no experience in the field. Mm. And I really was just going in there like because I knew people. And it's been a tough 
field to navigate because people are very quick to disqualify you in the industry and just say, well, you know, you're young, you're a girl, you're probably stupid. Yeah. And so I've probably proud of myself for just staying resilient through it all because it is quite a taxing industry to work in. And I'm still here. So. And you're thriving. Yeah, thriving. <laughs> you're like, <sighs> I'll just most of the It time. is hump day today and it is about 6 20, 6 30 p.m. I so, oh I mean, gosh. we are thriving. Exactly. And we can get far after this. I'm very excited. I know. Exactly. It's like a little prize at the end. I do love that, though. I think mm. career progression is one of those things that, I don't know, everyone's changing their careers. Everyone's mm. doing this, doing that. I mean, I'm doing that. I'm just well, popping exactly. all over the place. But it is such a good thing to be proud of that you've, yeah. you can look back and be like, I've worked so hard. Yeah. I think it's really special being at the one place as well to to see that growth. Yeah. Like, I, think I think so. that's cool. And even like your boss has been able to see that and yeah. be there with you and kind of help you through that too, which is, yeah, really cool. Definitely. You should be very proud of Definitely. yourself. I'm very Thank proud you. of you too. Thank you. It's been great. Every time oh. we go out, you're like, whoa, I got a pay rise. I'm like, hell yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Monica's like, we're heading out for dinner. We are you. going out for four. <laughs> All right. Uh, I feel like I've been not my best self today. This is a fever dream. I would just like to (laughs) apologise. All right. Song Mm. and or songs. I don't remember what you gave me last time. So this Um, is your second edition. Well, you'll remember quickly because it is, it's truly my hype up song is um, Girls in the Hood by Megan Thee Stallion. I could have guessed. A great song. That's like the true pump up song. But I had to really think about this today because I... Don't listen to a lot of music, funnily enough. I'm a hardcore podcast listener. Yeah. And when I'm not listening to podcasts, I listen to country music of all things. You are a country music fan. But I don't use country music to pump myself up. It's It's like love songs. It is. It's like love songs, breakup songs. Not that I really relate to that very much, but I like to listen to it anyways. Yeah. So I did a quick bit of research today into things I've listened to recently. Okay, go. There's a couple. So we have these playlist that plays in our office every single day. One of our um, design managers puts it on every single day. Amazing. And it's got this song called The Last Goodbye by Odessa and I want to say Betty Lavetti. <laughs> I would take that as the guess because it's a great... <laughs> Sorry. Betty Lavetti, yep. Well, it's that's either a great name. Betty Lavette or Betty Lavetti. I Surely hope Levetti. it's Betty Lavetti. That's <laughs> what would be my guess. But that's a real, like, The Last up. Goodbye. The Last Goodbye. It sounds, cool. it sounds sad. It is not. Cool. Any Ariana Grande song, just quietly. Love that. Specifically Into You. That's been a real pump-up song. If you really want to feel yourself, listen to Ariana Grande. And then just a classic feel-good song is The Weeknd by, is it SZA? S-Z-A? Yeah. Is that SZA? I don't want to sound uncool. Uh, I actually don't know. But I feel like. Just say it. SZA and Calvin Harris. And it's the (laughs) Funk Wave remix. Okay. That's a great song. That's a real good vibe. Is that the one where they share the boyfriend? I don't know. How's it go? (laughs) I don't know. Now I'm more stressed. (laughs) (laughs) You put me on the spot. Um, I actually can't think of how it goes now. To the weekend. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. You got nine to five. I'm the, the weekend. Uh oh. Yeah, because that's she's it. got. You've got nine to five. Means you get him nine to five. I, oh. I get him on the weekend. If you listen to the lyrics, it's a bit naughty. That song. I'm not a real lyric listener. Yeah, I am. So there you yeah. go. There you go. Quick well. little side note. We don't have to put this in, but there's this song, a country song, and it's a great song. I've almost 
pretty much allocated it to being my wedding song <gasps> at the point That's in time. Exciting. But there's a like a verse at the end that mm. when you listen to the words, it is so sad. And oh. it, it like talks about it's the whole song's about like being happily married. And then the end is like saying one of them passes away. Oh Jesus. And they have to like and I'd never listened to it before and then one time I was in the cow with uh, in the cow with cow. <laughs> In the car with Cal. The car with and Cal. I listened to it and it genuinely made me cry. And then Cal's like, what is wrong with you? And I was like, I've never listened to the words before. He's like, we played this song about 90 times. Why are you crying now? That's yeah. so funny. It's funny how some people are listeners, and like as in lyric listeners. Lyric listeners and some people aren't. Yeah. And yeah. I can sing all of the songs. I just don't listen to what they actually say. That's funny because mm. I was... I, when I interviewed Darcy, he gave me a song that didn't have any lyrics in it because he's yeah. like, well, I don't listen to lyrics. I just, like, feel the music, mm. right? And I was me like, well, I like, feel like I solely rely on the lyrics. Yeah. No. Mm. Clearly not. Yeah. There yeah. you go. There you well, go. I love that. You know. uh, what's that country song? Do you know the name of it? Um. Oh, my gosh, I do. It's a Luke Combs song. It's called Forever After All, I want to say. Okay, cool. Maybe I'll, I'll have a listen. If I like it, I'll chuck it in. It's a great song. <laughs> cool. No one steal it. It's my wedding song. <laughs> if you're my sisters or my friends. If you're my sisters you know or anyone I know, don't steal it. I think you're going to be the first to get married anyway, so. I don't know. I'm looking pretty empty over here. Mm, so. Cal, if you're listening. Cal, if you're listening, <laughs> you know this is coming. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Meg. Thank you. Thank you so much for, oh, this is actually funny. I need to mention this, right? You messaged me this morning. Oh, yeah. And you said... <laughs> I'm this, so wait, wait, this <laughs> truly defines our friendship because keep in mind, right? Pre this text, I had a calendar reminder in my like because I schedule my life down to the T. Yep, and I don't. And I had Mon podcast <laughs> at five thirty p.m. today. And what didn't you have? I heard nothing because you messaged me this morning and you said, I'm so lit to hang tonight or something. And I was like, what the I was like, literally wake up at 5.30 and I was like, I'm so lit to hang. I was like, what am I doing tonight? And then I freaked out, right, because we had family dinner with Cal's parents last week. Oh, yeah. And I had messaged Cal's mum saying, thanks so much for having us. Like, we'll have dinner at ours next time but I was I for a second I had to check my text and I was like did I say next week I was like oh, I've got no food in the house like it's yeah. messy but then like, you made me over? freak out because then I was like who have I planned this <laughs> evening with <laughs> Me just gaslighting you. Gaslighting me. I'm gaslighting you. Oh man. Anyway, we figured it out. You said the podcast, and I said, absolutely, come on in, doll. So you work near here anyway, and we had organised this lovely evening to come on in, have this interview, make 2.0, and then go out for some faux. And here we are going out for some And here we are going out for some foe. But Mm. thank you so much. I actually do really appreciate it. And I should have said this at the start, you are one of my biggest supporters and I just love you How so bloody much. You get me to work every day, Monica. Oh, I mean, I'm I'm surprised you don't get sick of my voice, to be honest. I've had to listen to it for 23 years. <laughs> no, but seriously, now. thank you. Thank you, you so much. I love you. Cute. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Hey team, I hope you enjoyed this episode. It would be a huge help for me and the health classes you missed if you could like, follow or subscribe wherever you are listening. And of course, if you want to keep learning and stay up to date with me, make sure you come and follow me at the health classes you missed on Instagram or THCYM. And how's your head on TikTok? I've actually got two TikTok accounts now. So make sure you follow both of those to get all of that content. Thanks, guys. See you later.